Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking, fucking Killing Me. I'm Rainy. I'm Corinne. And thank you guys for listening. Welcome back. We're coming at you live from my <laughs> rehearsal process. <laughs> because, and by live, she means last night. Last night. <laughs> um, we're coming at you literally from the studio today because... Yeah. As you all relax and enjoy the holiday season, I will be stressed out to the absolute max. Because if you didn't hear, we have a show coming up. Yeah. January 16th, 17th, and 18th. Keep your eyes peeled for anything Gal Pals, myself, or Corinne Post for more details. Because it's a very secretive, spicy new thing. Spicy. I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be great. And I can't wait to release more details as the weeks go on. So keep listening. Yeah. Um, Hot topic. We're going to... Talk about Fringe for a hot minute. Yeah, let's really just, like, rant about this. <laughs> so, Toronto Fringe, are we supposed to actually think that dance only deserves six spots? Yeah. So, for context, last year, dance had ten spots with, I think, like, four or five people on the wait list. Mm-hmm. This year it has six with three people on the wait list, is what I remember seeing. Out of, like, 140 or 150 shows that they put on... Six dance shows. No. Who is getting all these slots? Yeah. Are well, we just giving it to more theater people? Are we yes, giving it? Probably. And why? Who makes the deciding factor about how many shows each discipline gets? Probably people in the budget department. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I just don't understand. I just think that the dance part of Fringe needs to be revamped, like we were talking about last year, because yeah. it's really hard to make a 60-minute dance piece in the amount of time that you get for Fringe. Yeah, no shit. It's, like, not doing well in terms of budgeting. Yeah. 60 minutes isn't appropriate. No. For the amount of time, for the budget, and for the setup time, and the lighting cues that you have for a dance piece. No. Maybe it works for a one-woman show, a one-man show. Yeah. Something that you're staging. But for a dance piece, it doesn't work. No. You need to cut it down to half an hour and include more acts is what I think you should do. But Yeah. And then you can also, like, double and triple bill them. Yeah. And make them a little longer. Mm-hmm. I th- also think that, yeah, we talked about that a lot last year because we talked about how hard it was um, to fill a 60-minute spot. And then Robin and Will did a very smart thing is where they broke their time slot up mm-hmm. and gave space to other people to make work. Yeah. Because it's hard. I've been involved in, like, a couple Fringe processes. And at the end, like a month before Fringe, people are always like, how are we only at 40 minutes? Right. Because, and that's why people get mad about watching dance. Because yeah. shows are too long because the time slot that you give us is too long. And there's a minimum. You have to meet a certain minimum, right? Crystal Pite, her work was like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Let's give some context to that. Yeah. Do we really think all of the people that are applying for Fringe should be making 60-minute dance works? No. Absolutely not. Also, if you don't know who Crystal Pite is, you should fucking look her up. Yeah, she is the Beyonce. Of the dance world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just think that like it's not really like accessible to dance artists anymore. No. And if that's the case and you're not like not open to... Make, putting out a platform for to hear us, and if you're not open to changing, and if you just keep taking away our slots, maybe you're only a theater fringe, but then don't fucking market yourself as something that's accessible to everybody, mm-hmm. does these relaxed showing, it's amazing the things that they do, but you're not making it accessible like all types of disciplines to all types of people. No. That's not fair. Mm, oh. I don't wonder if they have anybody in dance in their department. Oh, probably not. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we would know them. Yeah, probably. And the fact that we don't know anybody who's even associated with how the Fringe runs. Yeah. Right. Clearly. So is it like, do you take dance out of it altogether because it just doesn't fit? Or do you revamp it 
Mm -hmm. And I feel like we should be clear, like, we don't want it to be taken out. No. Yes. Yeah. We, it's like... It is, like, a really good opportunity if you get it. Yes. But you can also, like, burn that opportunity because it's very hard to fill. And I don't think... Yeah. I, I think choreographers that are able to make 60 minutes work, 60 minute works, are not applying to French. Exactly. Because they have companies they run, they're making work, they're doing repertoire, yeah. they're already touring, they're like, these are not the kind of things that they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Because they're already successful. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that, I don't know, it needs to be re rethunk. Yeah. And I think that Fringe needs to like actually reach out to the, these like communities that aren't being hit in terms of like disciplinary, mm -hmm. right? Like, are we hitting physical theater? Are we hitting... We're clearly hitting comedy. We're clearly hitting drama. We're hitting all of these things in the theater world. So why aren't we hitting right. these areas in the dance world or the other areas of art that should be featured? Mm -hmm. so. Rant done. <laughs> Great place to end it. Yes. Uh, this week we have a visual artist and painter, Chloe Lamarche. Mm -hmm. She's so fun. It was such a fun conversation. We like hopped around a bunch. Uh, <laughs> We talked about, like, microdosing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I'm very interested in mm -hmm. recently. Yeah. Microdosing. I want my brain to work better. I would love for my brain to work better. I would also just like to not feel terrible all the time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's the four cups of coffee I had today. Who knows? Maybe it's the five hours of sleep I had last night. No one's to say the reason I feel <laughs> terrible, but I feel like microdosing could help. <laughs> Let's not adjust everything else in our life. Let's just, like, add things. Yeah, it seems to make sense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but actually, look up microdosing. It seems like the research is really thought out and thorough. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm Chloe LaMarche, and I'm an abstract artist from Toronto, and uh, I love color. So, Chloe, mm -hmm. talk about... I was on your Instagram page this morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See anything you like? I did. <laughs> you play a lot with colors. Yes. I and love like, color. do you have like experience in like color theory or like, why are you laughing at me right now? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> nothing. Because what? Nothing. I was just thinking about the one time I tried to learn color theory. Oh, yeah. Which Corinne tried to learn color theory like a month ago <laughs> and then, for a photo shoot because uh, we were styling it. And it's like, Wow, I have food in my mouth. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like a, it's like mm. what she said came true, you know? Yeah. It's like she knows you or something. Mm. No. <laughs> like, I'm literally waiting for the apple and I was like, what do you think, Corinne? <laughs> <laughs> and go. Mm. Uh, no, it's funny because it's kind of ironic that, like, now I love color because I kind of always have loved color, but, mm. like, I used to always wear black in high school. Like, my grandmother would, like, buy me stuff, and she'd be like, well, you like it because it's black, right? And I'm like, yeah, but you bought me, like, an extra large T-shirt. And I'm like, I'm, like, chubbier then, but I wasn't that chubby. But I'm like, thanks, Grandma. I just wanted it to fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I had, like, the only color theory I did was, like, in high school when I had my, um, like, I had this really amazing art teacher, and she just mm -hmm. taught everything and every, like, every little bit of, like, basic information about stuff. And she would get... Even the most, like, untalented kids, let's say, to, like, create really amazing stuff. Like, really amazing life drawings or whatever. It was kind of insane. So, mm -hmm. I was really lucky to get a foundation there. But most of it now is just, like, trial and error. It's like, I don't know. Like, this looks really cool together. And I, I like these colors. I like pink. So, what it goes with pink? Or um, I did a series, like, I think about six months ago where I was finding pictures of birds and just trying to, like, do birds. So, there was, like, a bunch of hummingbirds, actually, that... Um, are like iridescent mm -hmm. so I did a couple of things off that and it's just kind of whatever whatever inspires like me like there are hummingbirds you just you did research on hummingbirds and then yes. you realized that they were like irid 
You were dissing hummingbirds. Yeah. So like I found a couple of pictures and I was like, oh, these are cool. So then I like started looking up those and like, there's a lot of hummingbirds. There's a lot of cool <laughs> color combinations of hummingbirds. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. So I think that was it. And then, yeah, I just love to play around with it. And like, sometimes it's like, well, that's really ugly and that doesn't go together at all. And don't do that again, probably. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, just trial and error. It's really fun. Are you the type of person, I've been talking a lot about this with um, dancers and choreographers a lot about like how much you prepare before you walk in to do something. Mm. And it's really differs. I feel like amongst artists, like some people need like to sit there and have like word for word what they're about to do or like a full mm. drawing <clears throat> of what they're going to do. And some people work better just by like what it, instinctual, like what it needs in the moment, like reading the space, reading the image. Yeah. So do you tend to pre- over prepare or do you tend to like just go base everything off of your instincts? I think now it's the second going mm-hmm. off the instincts. I think before, I guess it was both like before it was like kind of going off instincts, but at the same time it was also like kind of sitting there for a while. And like, it didn't help that I would probably like smoke a bunch of weed before, but I'd be sitting there like paralyzed by like choice. I'm like, yeah, I can pick any color. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but you have to pick like five to six. You can't pick 20 <laughs> You crazy person. So <laughs> it's like, now it's getting better. Where I'm like, I kind of have an idea of more where I want to go, but, um, there's not a ton of preparation. And like, for me, the pieces come together pretty quickly. So like, by the time I mix the paint to when I'm finished with it, like the paint, I, I have to work with it when the paint's wet. So I can only work with it for like three hours at a time. Yeah. That would stress me the fuck out. Oh, really? <laughs> Just like being like under a time, anything that's like under a time and doesn't give me like the full time to like process and see it like a hundred times mm-hmm. and try different things. I'm like, no, just like, I can't work. I mean, I can work under pressure and it's fine, but I don't like it. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? I don't like the, uh, I love having a deadline, but like, hmm? the texture will change as it goes, right? If it's drying. Yeah. So it usually goes on and it looks like super vibrant, but then like I've realized now going through all this and like trying different paint brands and stuff, like some of the cheaper brands, like they look great when they're wet, but then when they dry, they dry really dull. And you're like, well, that piece looked really cool until it dried. And now I'm just going to paint over it. Cause like it sucks. Right. (laughs) So it's, it's, there's like so many little just things you have to learn through experience. Like you can learn all the art theory in the world, but like until you're doing it, it doesn't really make any sense. Right. You know what I mean? Which is very fascinating at the same time for me. Practical. Yeah. Cause yeah. I also thought like from high school, I learned so much, but like that was just scratching the surface. Like there's so much more to learn. And I don't even, I'm not even doing like figure drawings or anything like that. Like I'm not doing any perspective or anything. So <clears throat> like a lot of the stuff I'm trying to do, it's like when I try to Google it online and try to figure out certain parts, it's like, there's not a ton of information. So it's kind of just like, what do I think we'll do that? Okay, we'll try that. And if it doesn't work, we'll try another thing and keep going from there. But I had one uh, commission that a friend wanted me to do. And it was like the first big piece I did. It was a 36 by 36. And mm-hmm. like, it took me three separate tries. And the third try I was like, I'm going to rip my hair out if I don't get this right. Cause like, she's paying a lot of money for this painting. And like, I don't know what's happening cause it sucks. And like, then it just kind of came out and it worked, but it's just right. total trial and error. So yeah. yeah, it just depends. Yeah, it just depends on the, the situation, I think. And now I'm getting, there's a bit more of a system now, I think, as I'm getting through it. It's been a couple of years, so. Right. I'm like figuring it out a little bit more, you know, but still, I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I know what I'm doing, but half the time I'm like, I think this is how I did it last time. Like, yeah. this is probably how it's going to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. It's so interesting to me because, like, I mean, like, arts, you finish, like, school, and then you go to, like, secondary school, usually, or, mm-hmm. like, a university program or an art program, and they teach you everything you need to know, or they, they think they need to know. Yes. And then you do, like, four years of just, like, trial and error. Yeah. 
And you're like, and that's like your like post grad, you know, as yeah. an artist, it's like you figuring out what you need, finding a process, just like finding a way to work. Yeah. With like using time and like efficiency is really challenging and like it takes people a long time to like figure out that cycle yeah and i think especially for artists going to what you're saying about time like we don't know how to time manage at all we want to create but like we don't having the constraints sometimes i've seen people who are in art programs and it's just like the deadline is like totally daunting and, and it kind of almost screws them over i think you know what i mean mm-hmm. having to have it done by then whereas if they had the freedom but to just do it it would be different but like what you had, now? if you didn't have a deadline well exactly and yeah. it's like you have to have a deadline sometimes like that's just how the world works if you're going to try to be a professional about it you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's i feel a like the only time that there's like not a deadline is like people that are like making pieces i don't even know if that exists anymore actually not having a deadline yeah i feel like there's this like old image of like a like painter in like an art studio in New York and so like always a male and he's always just like taking his time <laughs> painting yeah. and it like just like living and like rich and yeah. like I don't think just that's living like, the art you yeah, know I don't yeah. think that's a fucking thing anymore like no. I don't think was it ever I wonder if it was like ever a thing I know yeah or if I it think was it's a romantic like, ideal yeah it's a romantic ideal that we've yeah. seen in movies or films or somewhere that is like made us feel bad about ourselves yeah. because we're not that yeah. in right. some way. Oh, I can't just like wake up and go to the studio every day and then like go home and like drink wine and then like have passionate sex with my partner. That yeah. doesn't exist. So you mean Vicky Christina Barcelona? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> that was great, but that's not at all how I live my life. I like live with my boyfriend and like, yeah, we have sex, but we're definitely not having a third person move in and like all yeah. this other crazy stuff. The studio is like, you know, the size of like a small couch. It's like cramped in a corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's the ideal, ideal, oh my God. Idealizing what we think it means and what it actually means is very different, right? Especially when you're trying to like make a business out of it. Yeah. Because that's, I think, you can like do art in this like passionate way that you love is one thing and like allows you like space and time. Mm -hmm. But if you like try to take it on another route and commercialize it, for the lack of a better term, totally. You have to give yourself deadlines or you have to market yourself and what does that mean? And where are those fucking challenges? Mm-hmm. Well, and the art becomes less about, well, when you make it a business, it becomes less about the art in a way because I've realized, like, I'd say probably 60% of my time is business stuff and 40% of my time is, like, art stuff just because, mm-hmm. like, there is so much that goes into marketing yourself and commercializing it, like, yeah. as you called it. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, like, you kind of don't realize and you think, like, I'm just going to be, like, an artist. I'm going to be free and, like, live in the countryside. And it's like, no, like, you're going <laughs> to live in a small apartment and like hopefully get a studio eventually if you right. could afford it and like mm-hmm. hopefully figure it all out but smell like paint all the time yeah exactly <laughs> have it everywhere all the time and constantly be scraping the floor <laughs> like, right. like it's a rental I can't leave this here like <laughs> these are nice hardwood floors <laughs> yeah do you find it I mean and I'm sure you do but do you find it beneficial now with platforms like Instagram he's like I think about how visual artists got their work out there before Instagram, yeah and I'm like how how did they Just even like do it? Galleries. But then it's like, you're up to the, the discretion of the gallery. And like, to, in my opinion, like to a certain degree, what do they know? Even though if they're successful, yes, they know some stuff. But sometimes, you know, like they say no to an artist where it's like, they do have talent though. You know what I mean? And I right, think it's right. nice to have the democracy of being able to let the people decide of like, if someone's really talented and nobody's representing them, at least like if they can find a following online, you know, like those people can can speak for them and like support them. And like, you can still do everything you want to do and even there's some people I admire and I'm trying to like emulate that will just always do their own gallery shows. And like there's right. one woman, Sophie TR and she's, 
she got really popular because she did uh, the glitter boobs thing at a festival one time. Mm. Um, but like, she's an amazingly talented artist and like does abstracts and um, has a show every month now, essentially, and like oh. is working her ass off, you know. And it's all Instagram, and she sells every piece online on Instagram, and she puts it up on her story, and every piece sells. It's insane to me. Wow. And each piece is like. I think like 400 pounds. So that's like $800. And they're like, they're not big. They're tiny. So it's like, it's possible. There is something there. And I think it is great that we have that, excuse me, medium. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy because like, I don't know. Otherwise I feel also like a lot of artists because we're such recluses. It's like, we wouldn't really know sometimes how to like even talk to a gallery. You become like a door, like a car salesman a little bit probably. Like you're just like hitting the pavement and being like, with your like four paintings or how many paintings you have yes. that day and you're like buy me <laughs> they just scream me out in the middle of the street buy me yes. <laughs> like a crazy person yeah. <laughs> help I need yeah. to eat yeah. uh, rent yeah do it's you feel so like, a, like a recluse are you an introvert I'm becoming an introvert mm. in like the best possible way because before I was like totally extroverted and like going out all the time and not really doing my schoolwork. Instead, I would like go out and hang out with friends and kind of just get by in school. But I think it's now a more of a balance and it's kind of just finding both sides of me, which is really nice, you know? And mm-hmm. I think like, because doing visual art is so isolating in a way because you do tend to work alone, it's actually really nice because I, I think it's helped me work through a lot of things by just like sitting with myself and like forcing myself to sit with myself, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, I think when we're younger, I find a lot of people, including myself, it's like when you're young, you kind of just like want to distract yourself from some of your problems maybe you know what I mean and like definitely that it doesn't the drinking and the drugs and whatever don't help that especially in the restaurant industry it's like so easy to just go out every night with everybody I was definitely an alcoholic for like two years there you know yeah Yeah. but I think now it's nice to like go in rooted you know I'm like starting to meditate and stuff and just like really Mm -hmm. even my mom the other day she was like I was talking about spiritual stuff and she's like, you used to never be into this. Like, who, who are you in the best possible way? But like, who are you now? Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, I like this stuff. She's like, no, no, no. Before you used to like laugh at me when I would talk about this stuff. And now look at you, you're like all crystals and whatever and yeah. saging the place. But did you grow up in a religious house? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my parents kind of never said anything. They were like, oh, I believe what you want. But mm-hmm. they, I think, I think my dad is technically Catholic or Christian. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure the difference, mm-hmm. but didn't yeah. like make you go to church or yeah. anything. Yeah. Right. That would have been the most boring thing. God, um, it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. guessing your parents are religious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Catholic school's weird. Yeah. Oh, you went? I went to Catholic school until grade nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uniform and everything. No, it wasn't. Uh, we didn't have uniforms. Oh, lucky. Yeah. Because that, I was like, my parents used to always threaten, like, we're going to send you to private school if you don't get better grades. I'm like, oh, please don't make me get the uniform. (laughs) (laughs) My individuality's gone. I kind of like uniforms, though. Yeah. It makes it easy, that's for sure. It makes it easy. And I think it, like, also takes away, um, like, kids pick on you because of the clothes you have. Yeah. Right? So if you all, like, it's a level playing field, you can't, like, come to school with, like, a shirt everybody's like huh you look stupid you know (laughs) or like yeah it's not like you're coming to school in like a gucci shirt and one kid's coming to school in like walmart sneakers exactly you know yeah it's all the same yeah it it levels the playing field definitely because kids are mean kids are really mean and i'm so glad i'm not in school anymore yeah. Like I'm, my sister's 10 years younger and I've watched her kind of like go through a bunch of things and oh, yeah. she's been, been a bit more successful in I think in all areas than I was when I was younger, <laughs> but like, it's still funny. It's just 
there's all these things that happen. And it's like, now that you're an adult, you're like, oh, like, you don't even get it. This is like, not going to matter. Like, this is so nothing. Like, wait till you have like, I don't know, an existential crisis. You're like, what's the meaning of life? You know, like that's when you start freaking out. It's so true. I was just home listening to like the comp girls and they were all, they're having an issue. Like the, my mom owns a studio back home. Oh, nice. So it's like all the girls that are like, you know, 15, 16. And they're like, one girl's like failing pre-calc and she's just got like 90. She's like, I have 98% in all my courses and I'm failing pre-calc. I'm like, why are you even taking IB pre-calc? It's yeah. fucking stupid. Like, why, <laughs> why are you even taking that? And her mom was like, Shh. and I was like, seriously, like what is the reasoning behind it? It doesn't make sense to me. Is she going to be an accountant? No, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's You'll like, be fine with just college math or whatever yeah, the course she's is. She's so stressed out about it. And I'm oh. like, it's not a thing. Like what, how you are looked at if you get bad grades like i got fucking terrible grades in high school yeah. and like was called dumb all the time and like i'm a master student with like multiple funding for it that's crazy now, you became you know, a master student eh? yeah congratulations and i like just like it's so interesting to me that just because you do fucking shitty in high school isn't because of like you yeah it's probably because like your brain doesn't learn that way and that high school is probably teaching something that's right not right totally. high school in general yeah right they're teaching the same thing to 30 kids who are not getting the individual, like individual, you know, mm-hmm. thing that they want. They're not learning anything they want to learn. No. Whereas like now you're doing your master's, which is like something you're very interested in. You're like putting right. the time and the research yeah. and all of this kind of yeah. thing. Right. And I think it's funny too, how it's like, you know, especially let's say math, for example, like calculus, like, I don't know how long whoever invented calculus took to figure calculus out, but like, it's been like, you know, decades of like learning, I'm sure. And there was like a lot of other mathematicians that contributed and like, oh, yeah. a, you know, there's so much like time and effort overall that goes into that. And then the teacher explains it to you in an hour and he's like, well, like, how I don't you even get, get it? it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, are you, you yeah. went to school for this too, for how long? And like, you kind of get it probably, but like, come on, give me a break here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like no perspective at all. You know, the expectations. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So. It's just because they hate their lives. That's exactly. what it is. Not <laughs> No, like, you're kind of not wrong, you know? It's yeah, just it's like, because they hate what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, get a different job. Yeah, exactly. If you don't like teaching, don't teach children. That's the thing. I used to, I had one teacher one time go, I hate children. And she was like yelling at us. And she's like, I don't even like children. And we're like, wow. What are you doing here? Like, please, you're sacri- sacrificing our education for what? Because you're upset and because your ego can't handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> it makes you think like the people that you like always look up to. I always recognize that like people you look up to aren't always like don't have their shit together. No, we're all just babies walking around in adult bodies, like guessing and trying to figure it out. Yeah, Which is like, like very reassuring, but also very scary. Toppling over, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Head's too heavy. Yes. <laughs> Something too heavy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I want to jump back. You like said it in a joking way, but you were like, I was an alcoholic for two years. Do you not drink anymore? No, I was like, like by definition, alcoholic, let's say, because it's like 14 drinks a week technically. Is oh, alcoholism. right. Oh, so yeah. I was like drinking very heavily mm. and like I didn't drink up until that point really because I didn't really like it in, in university. And then at the keg, when I started there, they have like discounted beer and wine. Yeah, so yes. like you could get a nine ounce glass for $9 and like that's pretty dope. So <laughs> after right. work, everybody stays and is like, oh, just have one. But of course you're going to like have six and then go to the next bar when, when restaurant closes and then you're going to have like two, three more there. And like, yeah, I've come home every night, just like really drunk and like really stoned, which was like fun. But eventually it's like, I think once I started dealing with like my life problems then it was like, oh yeah, I don't need that anymore. Like, I don't feel like I need to distract myself anymore. You know, Mm. going back to all that, it's like, so now it's like, I have a drink if I want it and I really enjoy it, but I also, I don't, 
for me, it makes me really tired. Like I don't really yeah. love the feeling. Like I way rather smoke weed. Mm-hmm. It's way more my vibe. And I think to me, the conversations I have with people are more towards what I want when I smoke weed versus drinking and that, because I'm not drinking. It's just tends to get a little bit like sloppy and people tend to escalate pretty quickly. I think with the it's drinks, emotional. You know? I get very emotional. When oh I yeah. Drink. <laughs> and like, not that I'm crying. I just like, feel like everything like comes back to like emotions I don't know I start reacting no 100% but I think it's good you have to like connect with those emotions and like maybe it sucks that like when you drink they come out way more but yeah as long as you're not like crying to like people all the time yeah whatever it's more fun you know I'm sure you're like just telling everyone you love them and like right you're the best friend and I just really appreciate you (laughs) you know but also crying exactly (laughs) just a little bit of tears (laughs) yeah just like one solo tear yeah um what were you if you want to talk about this what were you dealing with in your life that you were like drinking uh, well, that time would have been, so what am I, 28 now? That would have been probably when I was like 24-ish. And so my mom was like just coming out of her like depression. She was like getting off her meds and like, mm-hmm. and like her, like the house was a mess and I'm like a clean freak. So like that also was stressing me out. Cause I just knew like the house being a mess was like a symptom of like her issues. And so just trying to like be out of the house all the time was like kind of the main thing. And I didn't realize it till I looked back, but it was like, I just really didn't want to be home. Even though I made my room like a little sanctuary, it was like just the rest of the house was like a bomb went off and I just couldn't handle it. So I would like work all the time, drink all the time. And then like, I like was kind of dating a guy at the time. So I like always wanted to stay at his place, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was total avoidance of like every single part of my life at that point. And also having no direction and like, running one of those multi-level marketing businesses that like I had no passion for, but it was like, I got to do business. Like nobody makes money doing art. So like, screw that. <laughs> you know? And then like, now look at me, you know, complete opposite. But yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to like be able to like go through all that and look back now. And it's like, it probably didn't feel the best then. And it, it felt good, obviously drinking at the time, but I think looking back, like I wasn't the happiest, let's say, but Mm-hmm. I'm really glad I went through that because now it's informed my life so much and literally made me realize what I truly want and like what I'm willing to give up for, for whatever I want. And like, you know, realizing like, I don't want to run a business, like a traditional business, let's say. Yes. I'll run my business as an artist, but like, I don't want to do like, I tried so many things. I tried painting business. I tried everything. It's just like, I hated it every single time. And I would like get no sleep and like, I don't know. just like, why do people do this? It doesn't make any sense. Like I'm not even making money. So what's the point? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not making money and you're tired all the time, it, like, really makes you question, like, yeah. how much you're working, you know? Sometimes I'm just like, why am I working so hard? And I still has no million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> still not a millionaire. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I should be a millionaire. <laughs> I am I not. feel like I deserve to be millionaire. So. Yeah. <laughs> why are they giving it to me? But it's weird. Yeah. Help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, are you, do you feel like you're like very, because you watched your mother go through that, you're very self-aware of like your own, um, moods or like, do you suffer from depression yourself? I'm pretty lucky. I'm not super susceptible. I think to depression. I definitely have low days, but like I've had friends who've gone through like really serious depression, Mm -hmm. like in high school and like stopped going to school for a while and then did a bunch of different adult schools after. And like, I've just seen them go through so many things that it's like, I know I'm not nearly that bad and I probably, I think I'm pretty I feel pretty fortunate to never be that bad, probably, theoretically. Um, But I definitely do... I try to check in a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, even now, it's like, I didn't think I needed therapy, but then now I'm going to therapy. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, everybody needs therapy. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. everyone. So... 
it's kind of nice like going through that now and like my therapist is amazing so like she really like I love it she just like is no bullshit she's like this is what it is and I'm like you're right I can't (laughs) say anything so thank you (laughs) um but I think it's been good because then it's like you know then you to me it's I just really understood watching my mom go through that like what then my friends were going through and, I, and, and other people, I just stopped being so judgmental and so harsh on people and so hard on people. I think like right. I really used to think, well, to a certain degree it was like, just get up. You know what I mean? Like, let's just get, get up and it. do. Yeah. I get over yeah. it. But even on my like low days, it's like, Oh yeah. Like I can't imagine if this was like even five times worse. And that's like not even my new, like that's not even close to as bad as other people have gotten it that I know it's like a hundred times worse for them. I can't even imagine just trying to get out of bed, let alone, you know, getting to the gym, let alone even just going for a walk. Cause that's what I tried to do with my mom. I used to try to do with my mom was like, Oh, let's just like go for a walk around the block. And like, mm-hmm. she would just lie there and be like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna watch TV. And I'm like, oh, okay. But it's like, I can't get mad at her. Cause now I understand, you know, she a Taurus. She was born May 25th. So what's that? Taurus. Taurus yeah. Oh, no way. Oh, it's, or it's just on the cusp. Oh. No, I think it is Taurus actually. Interesting. Yeah. Tauruses are very just like, like if they get sad yeah. or anything, they just like want to, they just like kind of, they will like lay there and just be like, Oh my life. Like, they yeah. are very much like yeah. I think I have a bit of that too. Cause I'm a Taurus rising and that totally makes sense. Cause yeah. when I do have those low days, it's like, I'm just like, Oh, what's the point? And I'm like, no, shut up. Like there is a point, you know that totally, you know, you but it's like, like, it's really easy to just believe yourself talk and like, Oh yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I saw this meme the other day and it was like, it's having depression for like a long time is really funny. Cause like at first you're like, oh, I'm dying and everything sucks. And now you're just like, really? We feel like killing ourselves today. Like, come on, get over it. Let's go. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, it's weird. It's like, I'm at this point where I like every time I think it's partially cause I'm just like in a very stressful period. We just find someone, people are like, so how are you doing? And every single time I'm like going off yeah. and I like get gotten to this point where I'm just like, I don't like I, I can hear myself speaking and I'm like above myself and I'm like, it's the same thing every week. It's like, Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm stressed. Oh, this is happening. And yeah. just like, come up with something new. Like you just like keep, like you need to evolve. Like this is not how it needs to be. Or is that better than just being like, I'm fine. Cause I think you have to be truthful. It's like, I now more and more I'm trying to, when people ask me like, how are you? It's like, I'll be honest a little bit. I'll be like, oh, I'm okay. Or, Oh, I'm really great. And like, right. you know, it's like, I don't need to, I don't, care if you don't want to engage it's fine if you don't want to take on that emotional burden of me being okay that's fine but like I'm gonna tell you that I'm just okay today like yeah yeah but do you feel like it's worth it for you being stressed being tired being all those things or I hope so I mean I don't know I'm not at the other other end yet I guess we'll see uh but I do I don't know part of me is like yeah it's like I'm saying something Mm -hmm. and I'm not just like I'm fine and ignoring it but also just like kind of like feels like a broken record yeah you know and it starts to feel like I, I can like hear the other person thinking like, Oh, of course this is how she feels. She's always like this. You know? <laughs> right. So I don't know. It's this weird thing where you like want to be like, Oh, like tell people honestly how you're doing, but you're also just like, I'm constantly in this place right now. Yeah. Right. Know? And I find you notice that more, or I notice that more, especially myself of like when it's negative. Oh yeah. When you yeah. always walk into work and people ask you, you're like, well, I'm fucking tired because I did this and this and this already today. And it's only four o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And, and I got to work like six to eight hours here and do yeah. this whole bullshit. And then yeah. they kind of just like do this and they're like, yeah. <laughs> where they just like slowly nod and like their eyes yeah. get a little wider. You're like, oh, you didn't really, maybe I shouldn't have. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't ask me. That response only ever comes from people who, who only like working in the bar that's it. like that's yes. like and that's fine you're doing a great yeah. thing and everybody's allowed to be fucking tired doesn't matter if you have four kids and are going to school full-time yeah. or if you're you know working in a bar but it's like i feel like that response of like 
Hmm. And then like the no help is always from the people who are doing less. It's like the people that are doing the most yeah. are always just like, well, let me help you. How can we do this? And like, right. we'll help you sort something out. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or at least help like take it on, I feel like emotionally. And then you can just be like, oh, okay. Like at least yes. I got it out there, you know? Yeah. Because for me, I'm a talker. I just need to talk everything Same. out until I'm like, I don't feel like talking about this anymore. I think I'm over it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. Because you hear yeah. yourself. You're like, oh, I, I've come around. I'm just repeating myself now. Yes. You need to stop. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, sometimes I get like very like, I don't know, I guess like retrospective and like aware of like how I sound and get concerned. I think in the back of the brain, like you're still as much as you want to be like, Oh, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. You still fucking give a fuck what everybody thinks. And you don't want people to think that you're just like a sad, beaten down artist. (laughs) (laughs) But it's romantic. Like, I'm uh, not having passionate orgy sexes every night. And, no. like, I don't know. <laughs> Mostly just stressing out about, like, did that person really like that painting? Like, I really hope they like that painting. Because, yeah. like, right. I had one woman. She was, like, her and her sister commissioned a painting for me. And they had spent, like, $400. So I'm, like, I want you to like it. Like, please, I hope you like it. And her sister liked it. But she was kind of, like, oh, it's, like, nice. And I was, like, okay, I definitely know Uh-oh. she doesn't like parts of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, okay, I'll just, like, wait for her to say something. Because we're kind of friends. So maybe, hopefully, she'll feel comfortable coming to me. And then, like, I think a couple months later, she messaged me on um, Facebook, and she was like, oh, like, would it be weird if, like, we wanted to fill in these parts, like, with some color? And I was like, well, like, I'd have to redo the whole thing, so, like, I can charge you, like, 50 bucks for the material cost, if you don't mind, and, like, then we can make it really cool and awesome. And she was like, no, it's okay, it's too much work. I was like, okay. But, like, now I know you really don't like it. And, like, (laughs) so... That's the only time I think when it's like, but also that she waited too long. Right. If that was the issue, then she should have said something. In the mo- and that's her problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. I that's what I think. If I was spending four hundred dollars, I mean, I would have, feel like I have the right to be like, actually, no, you know. Right. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm. I try to portray myself in that way or present myself in that way where it's like you can approach me about anything, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take offense to it. Like I, I feel very zen now about a lot of things, and I don't think take things mostly. Personally, I think now, you know, so right. I feel like I could take it and be like, okay, you don't like it, no problem. Let's do it again, no problem. Yeah. But or like, how can I fix it? Yeah, exactly. Right. So you're right, though. She says said something then, and then yeah, that's her you know. own problem. If you can't say something to my face in the moment, or like come up with, or like somehow gain the courage to say something, even though it's not a big deal, yeah. then. But I think that's like a. I've kind of noticed it more widely in society. It's like. I think especially as women, like we are just raised a certain way where we don't stand up for ourselves a lot of the time because we feel like, I don't know, either it's like a power position or whatever. Like we just feel like we don't have that space, but like you got to stand up for yourself, you know, like nobody else is going to do it because Mm -hmm. also nobody else knows to a certain degree. So like, what are you going to do? Just live life like very meekly and like let things happen. Right. You know, but it's hard. Yeah. We're also in this, like with amongst women we're in this weird place right now where like nobody wants to be told that they're a bad feminist yes <laughs> and like everybody people that are going to call somebody a bad feminist actually probably are the people that are bad feminists <laughs> which is the most right? ironic part because, yes like you know like we're both women we're both here we're both just doing a job this is what the thing is it's yeah. not because you're a woman and it's not because of, or women sorry it's not because you're a woman it's not because of this it's because this is the job that I've commissioned you to do and I would like you to fix it. It's not because of totally right. You know, anything like that. Yeah. It's nothing personal at all. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's the thing, I don't think, like, I mean, yes, you can be a bad feminist, but for the most part, it's like, I think if your intentions are good. Everyone's trying. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's all you can do. Like, people are going to make mistakes. I've done a lot of dumb stuff that looking back, I'm like, thank God I'm not running for office because they could just bring all of this up. (laughs) A lot of people are going to have to get really cool about a lot of things. Yeah, right? (laughs) Real fast. Yeah. yeah. It's very true. It's uh-huh. so true. Mm-hmm. When you first started, though, and you were doing commissions for people, was it hard for you to like to turn work over and hope that they liked it? Uh, yes and no. Like, I mean, I kind of fell into it because I was like, just started to paint again for myself, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'll just like see what happens, and I was kind of just playing around with it, and like then a couple of people from work were like, oh, like I really like that. Can I either buy that or can you make me something similar? And so those are pretty easy people to work for. Uh, but I think now now that I'm valuing myself more and putting a, a, the price tag more of what I think is more than just material costs and actually charging people at, like an appropriate price. I try not to price it too high because I want art to be accessible always, you know. Mm-hmm. So, But still, it's like if you're spending more like a couple hundred dollars or more on something, like I get for a lot of people that's a pretty big expense. And like, you know, I think that's the pressure that comes on to me now. But at the same time, it's like, I have to kind of, at least when making the piece, I try to like, let it go. I'm like, just, they obviously came to you for a reason. They obviously like what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, like just relax, stop overthinking it. But like, you know, letting that imposter syndrome go. Totally. Right. The imposter syndrome. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, it's like, I don't know. Again, it's like seeing so many people on Instagram who are like thousands of followers and doing it on their own and stuff. It's like, those feel like legit artists. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They're fake followers and they bought them. (laughs) Good to know. And they're basically the same person as me. And it's hard because it's like, you, you forget like they're just humans. Like they're just regular people. But like, because they have this like pedestal, they're on this pedestal in your mind that you think like, well, I'm not at all like them. So I'm not legit at all. And, Mm -hmm. but it's like, no, you're, you're doing it. That's really all that matters. If you're doing it, you are it. And like, for a while it felt really weird to be like, I'm an artist. Like it just felt so weird coming out of my mouth. Cause I never had said it before, you know, even though I'd always wanted to consider myself an artist, but I think as well, I put the whole, um, label of artist on a pedestal being like, they're so cool. And they're just, they have all these tattoos and like, mm-hmm. they have like cool oh, friends yeah, and like, look. yeah, they have like hot tattooed and pierced boyfriends. and like, I don't know any of that. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I feel sometimes like because there's this idea of this, like what an artist is, especially, I mean, I'm sure this is in like your community as well, but in like the dance community, it's like dancers, it's like, Oh, like their dancer, what is perceived to be, it's like, they have to be like poly or they have to be yes. like a bisexual. It's like, Oh, they have to have tattoos. Or they have to have a cool, cool haircut or they have to only wear like Adidas pants that they somehow found at Value Village like this one time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And like one leg is tucked into their sock. Yes. Yeah. And they got 13 layers on top. I know. Yeah. And like they have to dress a certain way. And sometimes I'm like, yeah. I don't fall into that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't have like an artist partner. I don't have, you know, these like qualifications that it, I look at all of them and I think like, oh, they all have that. And that seems to be like the common denominator. So sometimes I feel like I'm not part of that community. And you're like, how do you make yourself part of that community, but like without like sacrificing who you actually are as a person. No, totally. Cause you have like your individuality is like all you have. And like, I think that plays into your like style of artistic expression and the way, you know, like, and I don't know the way it is, but it, yeah. and it, I don't know. It's funny. Cause yeah, there is that, that weird image, but what, what does that mean? You know, what does it matter? Like if you're an artist, you're an artist. Like I've met so many artists who are like, you know, just like, 40 year old dudes who just started painting and they're like really humble about it. And they're just like, yeah, like I like painting a landscape or something. And like, (laughs) but they're like insanely talented, you know? And like, sometimes even I meet 
what is the typical, or let's say someone super tattooed or who seems super cool for whatever reason. And they and, live on the West End. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the West End. West End. <laughs> <laughs> Midtown's cool too, but, um, no, it's funny meeting them and it's like, they're sometimes a little unfriendly and it feels like they don't want to interact with you, which is weird. Cause I'm like, shouldn't we all lift each other up? Because like, right. we're all we've got, we've got, you know, like there's not, there's a lot of us, but there's also not a lot of us. And right. like, there's like always a weird competitive vibe. Yeah. Like, and why mm-hmm. do we have to compete? Like either someone likes your art or my art. I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. Like we hopefully have different styles. Yeah. You and know? your success does not take away from my success. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You right. Know? It's not like a zero sum Yes. Game. Yeah. There's not a finite amount of like resources here by any means. Trust me. Like looking at the numbers, it was like when I started this whole thing, it was like, oh no, like there is money in art. Like there's a lot of money in art. You just gotta like find your niche. Like, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of it. Like no, there's no room for for any of that BS for me. It's like, and then it's nice because going to the art shows and especially with the kind of younger or people who are um, earlier on in their careers, it's like, they're so nice. And they're so like, yeah, like we should like, you know, just like keep in touch and like, you know, I'll let you know about any shows or whatever, anything of this. And like, let me know if you hear about this. And it's just so much nicer. It's like you made a friend as opposed to like, it feels like bef- otherwise you're trying to make like a business contact and it feels very forced, you know, like, yes, right. I don't like that. It's I'm just, talking, this has come up a lot lately actually is like making really? relationships mm. and building community rather than like being a car salesman Yeah, about your art. No, it's so true. Right. Cause what's the point in, I don't know, like, okay, great. If I make a hundred million dollars, that's awesome. But if everybody else I know makes a hundred dollars, like that's not cool. I'd rather make, I'd rather us all make, you know, 10,000 each or something, whatever the right. math is, you know, mm-hmm. that would be really, really nice. So, and it's like fun. Cause I standing from the top of a mountain looks great by yourself, but when you have friends to share with, it's so much better. You know right. what I mean? So You're- like when you reach that quote unquote end goal or whatever successes, it's like, I would love to share it with everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. What's the point in doing it alone? It's Nobody only, does alone. It's only cool to be up there alone for five minutes and then you're bored and lonely. Yeah. It's like great <laughs> for the Instagram shot, but yes. like, that's it. Yeah, Literally. You can like only talk to your echo for so long. Yeah, right. You could <laughs> only deal with your inner demons <laughs> yeah. for a short period of time before you launch yourself off that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, I mean, humans are social creatures, like, and we're yeah. all about community. That's what we started with. That's a reason we've become such a, um, let's say dominant race. Right. Or, you know, and it's like, we started building these communities and, and, you know, helping each other out. And it's like, I, I think we forget that, especially in the city. It's so easy to just like put your headphones on and like not talk to anybody and mm-hmm. think everyone's a crazy person and like just totally not interact with the world. But I don't Have know. Have you ever had that moment where you've been on the train and you're like doing that and then someone touches you because it's actually someone you know yeah. and you haven't realized that you're so you like react like a crazy person yeah, like, and then because you're like constantly on edge on TTC yes. and then you're like, oh my God. No, literally two days ago, my friend came up to me and then Devin also was like around us. So she came up as well. And I was like, at first it was, yeah, that moment of like, what the fuck? Who? Oh, hi. Nice to see you. I actually love you. So this is fine. You immediately turn around with like words ready to like launch out of your mouth at a a stranger or like... (laughs) Elbow. That's what I did to Lucas the other day. You elbowed him? Yeah, my partner. I was like <laughs> walking down the street, and I thought he like, he said that he was going to like the AGO or something like that with his friends, but I like was on my way home. I had my headphones in, and I like got off the subway, and I was like hungry, <laughs> so I was like thinking about getting home, and I like walked through, and then all of a sudden, obviously he had been chasing me for a second, and he was like, "Rainy, right and like I couldn't hear him, so he like tapped my arm and I went like, oh. like this. and he was like ah! <laughs> and I like freaked out he was like I've been following you for like two minutes can you just me please don't hurt me and 
like laughing so oh hard because I literally like went like hit him in the head and then like came to the side and he was like, I'm sorry. That's so funny. Immediately on the defense. Yeah. 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 Oh, immediately. Yeah. But it's funny, if you lived in like a small town, you'd probably like not react like that because you probably know that person because there's like 200 people in your town, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but you're so like funny. walking downtown Toronto, you're immediately like, I'm going to be taken. Yes. <laughs> you're like, someone's going to My dad is not Someone's trying to steal a kidney. Something's going to about to happen. Or someone's trying to steal my bag. And like in that case, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I am not someone who you can steal a bag from or to be trifled with. Trust me, I will fight back. I know. So, you know? That's why I always, always tell me she's like, She's, she used to watch like CSI and all that, and she still does, but she was always like, if anybody tries to take you, you make sure you just get a bit of their DNA under your nails, like grab a hair or something, oh, or scratch your skin. I was like, what, what do you think is going to happen on the way to school? Like, the yeah. high school is three minutes down the road, mom. <laughs> what do you think is happening? Just have a great yeah. day. I'm like, what? How can I have a great day now? Yeah. yeah. This is Whoa. terrifying. <laughs> <sighs> I get like, very scared. Your fight or flight in you, yeah. it's like that is like, I feel like I'm always like a little bit ready to fight. I'm like a little bit like a pit bull. Yeah. And I got one of those like weighted blankets. Oh, me too. Because the weighted blanket is supposed to take away your fight or flight because it's like weighted. Yeah. So it relaxes removes... your uh, nervous system, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like a hug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a really nice hug. So it like removes the idea that you're like falling asleep, but like just in case somebody breaks in, you're ready to like, boom, boom, boom. I want to see you pop a cap in someone's ass. Like, I don't have a gun. I feel like I should make that very clear. She's like me like jumping onto my bed and like launching my body at yeah. them. Um, but like it's supposed to take away the, that like fight that you have in you. Mm. Which weight did you get? Oh, I got like the least amount of oh, one. It's like five pounds or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to get the heavier one and then I was like, well, I don't want to feel like I'm suffocating. Yeah, it's... Like, did you get that? So my boyfriend bought it for me for Christmas last year, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And I like I had mentioned it once and I like didn't ever think of anything of it. So it's funny. He bought it. And in my head, I'm like, great. But like, why did you spend $200 on this? But then we started using it. And we're like, oh, this is the best gift you could have gotten for the both of us ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so because it's for two people, because um, you got the double, you're supposed to like combine the weight and then like, I don't know, yeah, divide so that- by a certain number. So we got the 30, no, we got the yeah. 25 pound. Whoa. And it's good. But it's just like. Before I started working out, like lifting it off the bed was like very difficult. And I was like, oh God, I'm so out of shape. You know, but now it's like a little bit better, but it's like, sometimes it is a bit heavy. Cause like also if you're lying there, you're like, I don't want to get up and do yeah. anything ever. I feel a little bit bad for my cat sometimes. Like it's going to get stuck. I get nervous that my cat's going to get stuck oh, under it and true. be like, oh. <laughs> I just, <laughs> trying to like wiggle out of it and just like, it's like weighs more than him. Right. Oh, my little guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think weighted blankets are, like, very therapeutic. Totally. Mm. I think most people should have them. Yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. it just, like, totally removes so much anxiety. It's like, I can't believe how well this works, you know? Oh, yeah. And, like, sleep. It helps you with your sleep. Yes. So much. And you just, like, add some CBD in there. Oof. Talking my language. Well, <laughs> 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 face mask and you're set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should bring, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> With you wherever you go. high while recording? Is that what you're going to suggest? No, I wasn't, uh, but that would have been funny. No, no that it was a little. Terrible. This morning I was like, oh, I shouldn't smoke probably. I was like a little a little hungover because it was my boyfriend's like birthday last night. We did oh. a surprise party for him. Oh, nice. So, nice. But I was like, nah, it's, I'm going to be too dumb. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like might have helped me slow down talking because I talk very fast, but right. I was like, nah, I'll probably just sound too like, Bleh, you Do you know? paint when you're high a lot? Yeah. I find most of the time it just... 
enhances. Yeah, it enhances. <laughs> and like, that's also sometimes me just like telling myself it enhances it. Cause sometimes like I knock stuff over and I'm like, God damn it. Like this is a whole thing now <laughs> too high. It's, it's just a problem. But, yeah. um, it definitely let, it definitely for sure allows me to just like talk to myself and be like, okay, you're going to switch your brain off and just do it instead of sitting there paralyzed by your choice and like, just get into it. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to just like, it allows me to kind of just shut off all the, the talk. Cause there's so much else in the way that it's like, mm-hmm. I can just do, which is really nice. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's easier. Yeah. And your focus changes. Yes. Yeah, so usually it's good for focus. Yeah. Sometimes not good for focus. Cause then it's like, sometimes I'll get into like a cleaning mode and I'll like spend an hour cleaning and I'm like, okay, now you're really in crunch time. Like yeah. you gotta go to bed in two hours. So like, let's go. Like, right. I don't have time for this. You know? <laughs> so. I think the hard part with smoking weed. It's like, now that it's legal, everybody's like, it's amazing. I'm like, okay, it's amazing. But like, there are some drawbacks and like definitely right. a lot of us are convincing ourselves that like, like I know so many people who are like, like I've read my essays high and whatever. And they're so much better. And I'm like, no, they're, they're really not. Trust me. So if <laughs> like, you want like a drug to write an essay, take Dexedrine or like Adderall. That's yeah, what you should be taking. actually meant for focus. Yeah. <laughs> Speed. Like mental capacity. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. Yeah. I know. Not something that's going to make your eyes hurt from like not blinking at the screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Don't forget to blink. I've been reading a lot about microdosing lately Ooh. with like mushrooms and psilocybin. Yes. That's like what I want to get into. I think microdosing with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I think it like fucks you up a little bit though. Like if you constantly microdose for like three days straight, they say like, you do it every like a couple days. I think yeah, is, like, like every ideal. other day. And like you're taking like, let's say, a gram gets you like high. Yeah, you take like a tenth of a gram, and yeah. it's actually not. You're not supposed to feel it. There's like a right. There's like a threshold where you, you will feel it, but like. There was like a, I was listening to a researcher talk about it on Joe Rogan yeah. and he was like, him. yeah. And he was like talking about like nerve repair and like that kind of stuff happening right. with like microdosing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not actually doing it to be high. You're doing it to like general health and yeah. wellness. It's more like a neurotropic. Yes. Cause even like, for yes. example, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, yeah, nicotine is a neurotropic, but like mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette is obviously terrible for you because like you are just adding all this other bullshit in there. Yes. What's a neurotropic um, mean? What does that mean? So it's like a brain not enhancer, but like, I guess that's the only word for it. It's like the pathways in your brain. It like makes faster or like slicker or things like connect Mm. better. Yeah. You can take like, um, there's lots of on the market right now, mushroom coffees that are neurotropic. So they're not like psilocybin mushrooms that get you high, but they're like enhance all those pathways and they do similar things to caffeine and like give you a boost without but like also like enhancing things. Yeah. Hmm. And then in your brain, yeah. like, yeah, like strengthen certain like pathways and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. so I've taken some of the mushroom supplements, not the teas, but the like pills. Um, yeah. um, did you listen to Paul Stamets? Who's the microbiologist on Joe Rogan? It's like recent. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. So we did one like a long time ago as well, which got me into him, but I'm so excited to watch that or read or listen to that one now. Yeah. But, um, he has a line called host defense that like makes a bunch of these supplements. And so I took the one for, um, I think it was like brain and or memory support and it's got like reishi lion's mane and yeah. cordyceps or something. And like, I noticed a huge difference with that. Like, especially short term memory, like it just started recalling things really well. And then I started taking, um, <clears throat> Alpha Brain, which is like the one Joe Rogan owns the on company it. with. Yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And that one is like even better, especially when I'm high. I can notice it. Like people will be like, where, where were we talking about? And I'm like immediately like that. It's just mm. like, and it's funny because I used to think I had a bad memory, but it's like, oh, my brain just wasn't getting the right nutrients. Right. Like, and now it's like. Because you're the regular diet that it totally. is Western culture isn't. Like, our, it's, it's crazy yeah. how like you can eat fruits and veggies, but like 
they say now it's like, for example, I think it was an apple like has like, I don't know, 40% less iron than it used to or whatever, you know, like all these things are like way more depleted because we're doing monoculture. Yep. And it's like, yeah, great. We all can have apples now, but like they're not doing us as good. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And like if they're as bioavailable as you think they are, because you can be taking things, but like how is your body actually using them? Exactly. Right. And especially with supplements too. Like, yes. There's a lot of binders available. There's a lot of like glue and talc powder, which I was like, oh, great. Like, cool. Thanks, Jameson. You know? So <laughs> now I take a better one. And it's funny because I used to take them when I was in high school and my mom was in the supplement, on the supplement train. And I was like, none of this works. I don't get it. It's not doing anything. I'm, I hate taking fish oil. It's so gross. Like, I'm mm-hmm. off it. And now as an adult, I'm taking it. And it's like, but then when I don't take it, it's you like, notice. oh, I notice a huge difference oh. in like everything. And like, Especially like for women taking calcium's huge and all this stuff and be mm-hmm. complex when you're on your period and like there's just so much now we're learning which is amazing and now we're understanding like just our bodies way better and I love it. What does complex help with when you're on your period? Um, period cramps. Really? And yeah, and energy levels. So it boosts your energy. It's a muscle relaxant. Like I, if I get really bad cramps, I'll take like three doses and it helps like really ease things. You can also take magnesium for that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of like there's just so much science out there. It's crazy. And like I have one girlfriend who like she's really into that stuff. So her and, and she loves Joe Rogan. So her and I always <laughs> are chit chatting back and forth about stuff. And it's just funny. Cause we're always like, well, have you try this and then try this. And like, what about this? And like, right. we well, heard about this. And like, but there's so much to try. It's like, you got to kind of be selective or else you're spending all your money on supplements and you look like a crazy hippie. So right. <laughs> there's also that. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just like paying for like a really strong pee. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the microdosing thing, going back to that, is like super interesting, and I like would definitely recommend it. And if you like, I mean, I'm sure you've done a riff research, but I can like, there's other stuff I can talk to you about after. But I've had a couple of friends who have done it, and like, I'm trying to do it now, mm. so I'm trying to plan it all out soon. But it's like, it's insane. Even for I've noticed a lot of guys who do it, they'll say, especially while working out, they're yeah. like, yeah, they're like, I can feel like every muscle, and like, I just really am like able to like work the muscle groups better and stuff. And right. mm. mind, mind, muscle connection, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Really That'd be interesting it. to do as a dancer. Yeah. Because I you already can do it. Because you yes. feel like already have an idea when you're using your muscles where the... You're already so in tune. Where mm-hmm. movement's coming from. Yeah. 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 If I like... I always want to do... I, I'm a bigger fan of edibles than I am of smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, I don't like smoking. Really? Uh, it like just makes me like, yeah. a little And crazy. it hurts your throat a lot, enough that I'm like... Ugh. Sometimes my mom's always like... Well, why, why do you sound sick all the time? I'm like, I just smoke too much weed. Leave me alone, mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Right. Um, but I always like want like do. I like edibles because they're kind of like psychedelic. Yes. And then you and I always like want to do stuff on them. Yes. So like, I wish I had a. I'm like, I wish I had a creative hobby. I wish I had <laughs> like something just to like do with my hands or like picked up something to yeah. do with my hands while doing psychedelics yeah instead of just the dancing yeah yeah because i also feel on sometimes i feel unsafe if i like do edibles and like go into a studio with other people because like if i kill someone (laughs) (laughs) if i don't know my own strength i kill someone you should start hosting like female paint parties yes i love like it high and just like do like finger painting or like something yeah and like do like we could just like set like newspaper up in this entire apartment (laughs) and we can just like all Eat the, let me say, drink the Kool Aid. All like, drink that, yeah. We're yeah. Not, we're all like, eat yeah. edibles and then like paint with our hands. That's that so very fun, like actually. That. I would definitely <laughs> love to be part of that. Mm, I'm yeah. so be into that. And just put on like a bunch of groovy tunes on. Yeah. yeah. Just bring people together, you know. I love that. I think that's the main mm. thing, you know. And it's like, then you can all be like stupid and silly together. And like, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's just like no. release of that energy. Cause like, I'm sure you guys know when you don't dance for a long time, like when I don't pay for a long time, I feel. 
just weird is the only way I can describe it. And mm-hmm. I'm at work and I'm just like, I don't know, guys, I just got to go home and paint. Like, I got to get out of here. Like, just, you yeah. feel like out of your body. Yes. Like you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I yeah. feel like, like with a lot of things in life, like to me, even with like, it's either your creative pursuits or like sex or working out. Like you just need to release certain types of energy or else like you become a little bit of a crazy person. And, like, oh, yeah. and that's why you start acting weird or like getting mad all the time or whatever it is, you know, like especially with men, like my boyfriend, if he is not working out consistently or being physical, like he's not a, he's not an awesome person. <laughs> he's less <laughs> awesome. I should say than like, you know, right. normally right. Just like, go, I don't know, go to the gym or something, go play the soccer ball outside. Like, right. You right. Know? Get all that like crazy monkey brain out yes. because I don't want it. Exactly. <laughs> sometimes it has to do with like just like hanging out with like friends. With like sometimes I like I really notice it if Lucas hasn't hung out with like the bros with bros and all. Uh, yeah. Which is like I don't want to say like bros. <laughs> By bros I mean like Wes. <laughs> Wes is our like very good friend. But um, yeah, I notice that he gets like very weird if he hasn't like hung out with like yeah i don't want to say like male energy because that doesn't seem right but like with but his kind like of. friends yeah. you yeah. know like i'm sure like as much as we like haven't if we don't hang out with like girlfriend i don't know yeah it's just like different you connect <clears throat> i'm sure it's like same for boys mm-hmm. you connect differently yeah like even when i'm at work and in the floor is all yeah. women i'm like so much more at ease there's mm-hmm. like an understanding you're like kind of like doing the thing yeah and I, the other day i was on the floor and it was me and a bunch of guys and i was like this is the worst <laughs> like uh, every thursday night yeah oh, oh god, god. Yeah. yeah there is something about like connecting with your like yeah that female energy as a female versus the male energy because mm-hmm. i found for me like when i was probably before the age of like 23 ish i was like i would tend to have way more or I guess I would tend to hang out with guys way more than girls. Mm-hmm. And it was like, part of me just like wanted to be one of the guys and like right. be cool. Cause like I was insecure and whatever, but like, right. and they were great. They were nice guys and whatever, but like, it's just, you know, as much as they can empathize, it's like not the same as living not. through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they just don't get it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, and then now it's like, I feel like now this part of my life is like connecting with the female energy and also females in my life and like female energy within myself. And it's like Mm -hmm. having that is like, it just totally has changed me in a really positive way. And it's like, Oh, I feel balanced again. You know what I mean? Right. Cause even when I've gone to see like energy healers, like they all say the same thing. Uh, they're like, yeah, you like one girl was like, you have this cord running from the like top left side of you to the bottom. It's like, that's your, that's your female side. It's like tight. And I can't seem to like release it. And like, there's something there. And I was like, get out of my mind. (laughs) Like, get out of here. (laughs) Does that mean that you just needed to like hang out with more like female body what is yeah that, mean? that was like hanging with fem- more females and like i think really connecting with them and like and right. then also like with myself like feeling more feminine and, and doing things to connect with myself that way so like i mean it was either like like even i've been listening to some like um kind of meditative beats and so mm. there's like ones that are a, a bit more like i guess female and it's like i don't know how to describe it but it does feel more feminine it feels like i don't know either softer or whatever it's just very it's very interesting there is definitely like a a difference between the two and like just things like that and it's it's over the past three years it's like oh yeah I feel just more like myself you know Mm -hmm, and I think mm -hmm. too with the art it's like it's helped me connect to the femininity and like even just with color like using a lot of pinks and purples and like even just the bright colors it feels yeah it just it just feels better you know yeah it's like it's again that release of some sort and then and also that connection at the same time you know yeah I also think that we're at this point where we can like be proud, like proud of like really high femininity. Yeah. Whereas like ten years ago, like 
high femininity would be like legally blonde yes and, like I as totally much agree. as we all like loved that movie and she wore pink and stuff it was also just like such a type yes yeah you I'm know like, i'm not gonna put on like a fuzzy pink nighty. like that's not me yeah <laughs> but i can do other things that are in that vein that are me that yeah. Are still yes. feminine. yeah yeah there's like is nice different looks there's not just one way to be feminine anymore yes no. totally right, right. yeah which is so nice. Because, again, it's, like, that individuality. Like, why would we want each other to all be the same? That's so boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Also, like, femininity you... isn't, like, dainty anymore. Yeah. It's not, like, yeah. small bones and muscles. Like, femininity can be, like, strength and muscles and yeah. physicality, appearance. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. We have I, to ask a question. Oh, yeah. Can I ask one more thing? Yeah, yeah of course. Um, I also wonder if, like, coming into yourself and your femininity is, like, and you started being around more women and gaining more confidence is like, what has moved your art? I think so. Like, I think thinking back to it, it's like, I think part of it is like being so, having so much masculine energy in my life before it was like, like, I'm like, we'd be a businessman. Like we're going to do business. You know, it's like, you just like thought you were going to do business and like, you had to be one of the boys and like figure that whole thing out. And like, and also that definitely comes from my dad and like his expectations of me. But then yeah, connecting with more women and just, and, and I think people with more feminine energies, it's like, I can be softer and I can be all these other things. And, and then also, yeah, exploring the art. It's like, I think, yeah, the, if I think about it, the, w- the people in my life that inspired me to kind of do this, it was like, there was a couple guys, but there was also a lot of women and a lot of like, especially at work. It's like, you know, there's Blythe, who you guys talked to previously, and there's a bunch of other really amazingly strong, independent women who like are doing their craft and doing their thing and like, and are unapologetic of a, about themselves and every part Mm -hmm. of themselves and being okay with sometimes being a bitch and sometimes being okay with being, you know, really soft and kind of more meek or whatever. And Mm -hmm. you have all these different sides to you and it's okay. It's nice to be able to carry both now within myself, you know, Mm -hmm. totally. No, I definitely agree. I think it was, it was definitely part of the push. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. And girls are more open, like, especially once you start talking to them. Cause I always found it funny. Like I would talk to my guy friends about some emotional stuff, but like they're just not as practiced, let's say in that. And like, they more want to talk about like concrete things like a sports game or like whatever, you know, things that are more physical in in the, in the physical world. But like, I love women for that reason. We just like, I love that I can sit with my girlfriends and just talk about our feelings or about whatever someone's going through, or even if they've gone through it and we've talked about it for the 50th time, you know, we're, we can ruminate over it again and it's no problem. And like, (laughs) we just get into the, the kind of meat and potatoes about life as opposed to stuff, you know? Yeah. So that's been really nice. I think that's been kind of like, that's why I love this. Like, this is a really like, it was very, uh, or an unexpected conversation and I wasn't sure what to expect, I guess, but it's kind of nice that it's gone through a bunch of different topics and a bunch of different things. And it's not just about like, okay, you're an artist. Like, tell us all about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like it, it, to me, it's like that, but it's all the other things too, you know, like everything right. informs everything. Like what yeah. makes you, you exactly. Right. Yeah. You're like a makeup of a hundred billion atoms. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you are your experiences and you are your yeah. life. Like you're not just this one facet. Like, I think that's also a really cool, um, thing that, like as a society, we've all kind of developed into it. It's like, you now you're not like just the one thing. You're not just your job or whatever it is. Like you're not right. just a mom. You're not just like, you know, yeah. a person who works at IBM or something like you're, everybody has so many parts of them. And now we're like excited to like explore all those as opposed to before it was like, I don't know, it just felt very right. one multi or one dimensional is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The idea of the mom, I was actually just thinking about that the other day, but how it's, like, changed so much since, like, the 1950s. Yeah. And how, like, a mom was, like, was just, like, 
at home taking care of the kids and that was like their only thing yeah right and like now, barely went out and like had no life yeah and now there's like moms who like drink and like there's like moms who <laughs> like, i mean i think there was always moms that drink let's <laughs> there's but there's moms that can like True. be moms and like take care of the kids and then moms that can like go out and still party and moms yeah. that can you know yeah. smoke a lot of weed with their friends and moms that can also like be mma fighters you yeah. know and, yeah i think that that's really cool how like just like this like one little like bubble that we're like you're a mom and like what your kids look up to compared to yeah. like what you actually are as a person and right. celebrating all those parts yeah yeah and like recognizing it's okay to do all of those things and yeah. be all those things at different times yeah, yeah. learning to be a little bit selfish i think is huge like you it's nothing wrong with that you have to have a sense of self always with whatever you do because eventually your kids leave you know what i mean or even i've seen yeah. it with people who like get lost in a relationship all the time and they mm-hmm. always are just like that person with a boyfriend but then it's like when the boyfriend leaves who are you you know what i mean you're Mm -hmm. not the boyfriend you were you before that so then you have to rediscover yourself again no you should know who you are regardless like right you know but yeah the mom thing is really interesting because it's it's such a big role yeah and even now with like my one girlfriend recently told me she was pregnant and it was like kind of accidental but like also they were talking about it for a couple years so it just like wasn't the perfect timing but like they're happy Mm. and so i'm super excited for them but like at first, it was like I had this weird initial feeling of like, oh, we'll never get to like go to like a rave together again. And it was like, wait, no, what am I talking about? Like, yeah, of course, we'll be fine. Like, he'll babysit, no problem. Yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. It just don't wait like two years till you like have breastfed and you're not like you know, right. you're not putting MDMA in your system and then feeding it to your baby. Yeah. So we're good. Like, <laughs> yeah, as much as the baby might like that, you know. <laughs> No, to like I agree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting, right? When your friends have babies and you're like, oh, I yeah. like your friendship, but then like. Like, my best friend just had a baby, too. And, like, she's still the exact same person. <laughs> but now she just talks about, like, how much of a bitch, like, breastfeeding can be. <laughs> still in the same way that Jody has always, like, spoken about, like, I don't know, like, sucking a dick the first time we were <laughs> all sexy. Like, it's, like, the exact same, like, way that she speaks about it is, like, the same way. And, like, watching her grow into the... And, like, just, like, watching all of that happen is, like, so interesting to me, that. you know? Yeah, and it's, like, again, I'm just another layer onto who they are. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's still they're everyone else, everything else from before, you know, which yeah. is so nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's like nice because the babies are cute and like, I love hanging out with them. So like, <laughs> I'm happy. It's just uh, change is hard, you know, like, and like for me, change is so hard that like when I think it was, yeah, high school, whatever, from grade eight to high school, I cried for two weeks straight. And my mom was like, what, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, when I grew up, like everything's just moving oh. like, just, it's all different. And she's like, you're like, you just, yesterday was a grade eight. Today is high school. It's the same thing. Like, don't yeah. worry. You'll be fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, yeah. Um, we have to ask you. Is being an artist fucking killing you? Yeah, but I like it. It's a fun type of death, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or it's maybe it's, for me, a fun type of death. But I think that's like, to me, that's what learning to love the process is. It's like, yeah, it's killing me in certain ways. And like, sometimes I'm like, okay, where the hell did all my money go? And like, why did I sign up for all these art shows? And like, I didn't really think about these things before I said yes to them. But like, yeah. I freaking love it. I would rather kill myself over this than kill myself over, you know, running a painting business or whatever else I did before that was so soul crushingly numbing that like, I had to get out of there. So mm-hmm. I think now I used to always think like, okay, well, you're, you're, if you're an artist, you like go to school for, you go to OCAD and then you like become an artist and you just like do that thing. It starts from the beginning, but like, no, no, it can happen at any time. And like, I needed to go through all the other bullshit to get to being a poor, I was at a point where I was like, oh, this makes sense. And I understand myself enough to know that like, there is no other option. I have to do this, you know, mm-hmm. or at least have to give it a try. And like, even if my worst case scenario is like working at a restaurant when I'm 40 and like doing this part time, I'm pretty happy, you know, mm-hmm. like 
I just, I can't go to an office job. I think I would actually like put rusty spoons in my eyes. So. <laughs> like yeah. slowly. Like just... spork? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it is killing me, but I like it. It's good. It's great. Yeah. That was a good, good answer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> is being an artist killing you guys? You go first. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I would say it's not killing me right now. Mm. I like feel very. And maybe this is also a bad thing and things are going to change, but I feel very comfortable right now. Mm. Like, I enjoy the things that I'm working on. I enjoy doing this podcast a lot. It's nice to have something to do every week. Yeah. And, like, an ongoing project. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had, like, more time and more money to do things. I agree with that. Um, and I think I like that you're, like, it's not killing you. I think, yeah, I would probably choose, like, it's, like, sometimes, like, annoying, like, getting, like, 100 paper cuts is, but, like... You know, it's like, eh, otherwise, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes it's annoying because, like, I am in this place right now where I'm, like, not sure. Like, I know what I want to do, and I know what I want, like... As the end goal? Yeah. yeah. But, like, getting from the, from where I am to there is, like, a fucking guessing game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, this current thing that I'm working on, I'm just, like, have no idea what it's going to look like. <laughs> but it's kind of, like, fun and exciting and also nerve-wracking at the same time, right? Yeah. yeah. And I just have to constantly tell myself, like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be you know? what it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be what it's going to be, and I'm going to learn from it. Yeah, exactly. What I would be killing me, I think, is also if I went to a 9-to-5. If I had to get on the subway every day yeah. with a 1,000 commuters and sardine myself in. Yeah. And sit at a desk and... I don't Just, know. like, spend eight hours doing someone else's dream, I think, is the worst thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, like I think that. that would kill me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's most artists. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm like romanticizing just because I am dying. I feel like I'm like got like one water wing on. And I'm just like <laughs> going in a fucking circle, kind of drowning. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just because I'm like overloaded right now. But I like I'm romanticizing the idea of like a nine to five. I'm like I could just go to work and go home and do nothing else. I know. Just I, like watch Netflix, be with your partner, and like well, make I told, dinner. I told Blythe. Like, when she came in here, I was like, I'm just tired of doing multiple things a day. (laughs) I just want to do one thing a day. (laughs) You know, like, I only want to record or I only want to rehearse or I only want to write. I don't want to do, like, this and then go do this and then have to go work. Two hours of this, two hours of this. Yeah, that's exhausting. I'm like, I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm fucking done with that. Mm -hmm. Done. I don't want to do, like, the hundred different things. And I just need to wait a couple months because I'm kind of in a crazy process right now. But... Yeah. Eventually it does calm down, thankfully. Yeah. I think yeah. you just need to ask me again. And I bet you if you ask me again in April, it'll be a very different story. <laughs> You're graduated then, I'm assuming? After my oral defense, oh, yeah. Nice. I'm sure it'll go fine at least. Also, probably ask me again in, like, February. It'll be very different because then I'll just be writing, right? So. Yeah. It's, like, basically just one thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I yeah. think when you yeah. get really involved, and I've always been like this ever since high school or in high school, university, I get very, when you get so involved in your work and you're, like, making, like, one big thing, mm-hmm. it gets very, like, emotional and very, like, hard to deal with because you're, like, up and down and over there and sad and mad and angry yeah. and this and responsibility. Yeah. And I think that is, like, it's very hard to be yeah. invested in, like, one soul thing. Yeah. Sometimes. Becomes your life. Yeah. Which can be good, but sometimes it's not good. Depends, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, sometimes you're just like, you know, I just need to do this and then it's going to snowball and it's going to be this and then it's going to everything's good. Yeah. Sometimes it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, you don't know. Soon I'll be reading peer-reviewed journals with your name all over it, so. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> Peer review journal. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Soon you will not be an emerging artist. Yeah. I will have emerged. <laughs> you will just be an artist. Yeah. Oh. I love it. <laughs> Can't wait. So good. If people want to see your stuff, where can they find you? So I have a website, mm-hmm. uh, chloelamarcheart.com, uh, C-H-L-O-E, not K, not like the Kardashian. <laughs> and uh, Instagram is the same, Chloe Lamarche Art. Um, pretty easy to find me. I changed it because I had to brand myself. So I went from everything burrito to my name. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who's like a marketing like, guy, so he was like, you should probably change that. I was like, but... Like, it's me. He's like, yeah, but, like, that's not your brand. Everything like, burrito? Yeah. I love that. So, my life sort of centers around food. Like, uh, I had a snake. I named it Cheetos. Uh, and, yeah, so, yeah. I've been naming my pets ever since. So, that. after, like, food or things related to food, I think. So. There we go, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. Very I realize branding. I'm not selling food, so I shouldn't make it around food, I guess. Yeah. If you were, like, selling burritos, it's a good name. I know. I mean, Burrito Boys is kind of corner of that market, but who knows? Maybe one day. Yeah, fucking Burrito Artistic Boys. Artistic burritos, yeah. I don't even like Burrito Boys. No? Fucking Chipotle, man. Ooh. Burrito Boys drives me crazy. The meat is always dry. Oh, really? Oh. See, I haven't been there in a long time. I used to go in university. There was, like, one across the street, yeah. and it used to be really good. Yeah, yeah. And they were open until 4 a.m., which helped, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Not a burrito boys person. No. It's okay. <laughs> we can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can find us um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go like. Go follow us. Go tell us what you thought of this episode. We love feedback. We love hearing from you. And thank you again for listening. Thanks, guys.